Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 23. Hello. Hello, Internet. How are you today? Are you beeping and booping? <laughs> I'm so glad, because now I can just copy that and put it in the front. Also, there you I'm go. making my own fart noise. <laughs> Thank you for contributing. Wait, have you been making your own fart noises? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do I want to change this fart noise? <laughs> And I make a fart noise. Excellent. <laughs> I have not read any Judge Dread before. We went with Essential Judge Dread America. Yeah. There were several authors, so it's a collection. Mm-hmm. Something Wagner. Josh Wagner. I know Garth Ennis was on it. Garth is, Garth Ennis in there, Alan Grant. Mm-hmm. Bunch of different writers. From what I could tell, um, these collections of stories weren't necessarily published in sequence. No. They were kind of uh, skipped around a bit. I think these were just cherry-picked and then right. put into an essential Judge Dredd collection. Right. Right? Yeah. I thought it was really good and also really depressing. Yep. In yeah. a nutshell, that's it. I liked how the, the front end, I want to say there was two different arcs in the front end. And two different arcs at the back end mm-hmm. that felt to me, I'd have to do research, I don't know, like they were maybe older Judge Dredge stories. Yeah. There, it was all a continuous overarching storyline. Right. Different writers. And then the middle segment, America or whatever, which was a longer story, felt and seemed like it might have been a newer story. Yeah. Just with the art style seemed more modern, I guess. I could see that. I have no clue. I have no basis that right. I just assume. It's like, that's my first thought. But the the entire overarching like storyline for this collection is that um, Mega City 1, um, people are getting fed up with authoritarian state, and uh, they they want to hold elections, yeah. essentially. Down with judges, up with democracy. Yeah. Well, to, to spoil everything, democracy lost. <laughs> yeah. In, in a bout of democracy. Yeah. Democracy lost. Yeah. <laughs> When given the choice, uh, people chose the judges. Yeah. And I guess a lot of the themes in this collection, it's eerily similar to stuff we're seeing today. Yeah. I was just getting upset reading it. It's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, this is now. Right. <laughs> Fuck. We're a couple nukes away from Mega City 1 right now. Yeah. It, well, coming back to actual story stuff, I've, I've never read any Judge Dredd. And I also don't know what the world is. I know the mega cities. Mm-hmm. I know there's wasteland apocalypse crap outside the mega cities, and also we occupy or they occupy space. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the world of Judge Dread is like. I think is there's a nuclear war, and it's just it's just death. Like, yeah, I mean a lot of wastelands and then uh, mega cities, right? Where the rest of humanity lives, essentially. So I would assume then those also have the same judges, and it's I don't a know. network of judges. Maybe. What about ever? That's what I don't know what the yeah. world is, right? Right. I don't know if there's exiled nomads in the wastelands. You think um, British judges wear the wigs? They have to, <laughs> but it's not. The wigs are floofy, 
or they look floofy and curly and stuff, but it's not actual wig hair. Right. It's like the shoulder pad that Judge has. <laughs> that's like a metal right. rolls. It's right. that. They just wear that on their head. Oh, how wonderfully impractical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my first takeaway was this is not far from reality. Yeah, man. I mean, it's over-exaggerated for a comic, right. obviously, but it's like, oh, the root of evil is there. Yeah. And it's like a lot of it was about, like, you know, people who weren't weren't being as oppressed, because really everybody was being oppressed. Right. But people who weren't as oppressed choosing not to do anything about the oppression that's going on, because... Uh, at, at least I know where I stand. Yeah. Which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. There was one moment, I'm pretty sure it was Dread himself. There was a democracy march about to happen, and like head judge man, chief, I don't know what they're called, I forget, basically instructs Dread to shut it down. Yeah. And Dread's like, does that mean I can break? the law to shut it down is how I read it. And and the guys said on this instance, you make the law. Yeah. Like, oh my God, fucking cops do that all the time. Right. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's like a central uh, like through line through Judge Vitt, right? It's like, I am the law. Right. Like, drop th- it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, when I was reading it, it was like, all right, when, I'm, when am I going to get see get to see a drop? And it took a while. We got one, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Just one. Yep. Also, what is Grud? Uh, it, I think it's uh, God. That's my assumption. Yeah, the way they were using it. In the context it. of yeah. it. But Grud. It's yeah. not explained, right? Like, no. It's just basically replaced the word God. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So, so maybe they could sneak it past the censors. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Dredd sneaking past the censors. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite uh, storylines? Not, not really. No, I liked them. I liked them all. Yeah, like... I think the one that hit me hardest was that America story. Yeah, just because that end. Yeah. It was like, oh. That was a pretty impressive little ending there. Yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a hell of a tag to, to end a story on. Basically, uh, the uh, America storyline is about this uh, freedom fighter uh, named America. Uh, she's a female, and uh, and her best friend Benny, I, yeah. I think, uh, was his name. Um, it's told from his per- perspective, and he's always kind of the quote-unquote upstanding citizen, doesn't want to cause too much trouble. Yeah, he wants to make it with the rules that are defined in these megacities. Right. I mean, basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically, uh, he, he becomes super rich and famous uh, singing as a lounge singer, I, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and then America basically takes up the mantle as a democracy freedom fighter and gets deeper and deeper and deeper right, right, into right. this culture. They're separated for a while, doing their own lives. They eventually reconvene, and she sleeps with him and says, we've always had this thing. Can I have some money, please? 
and goes to set up a a, uh, a judgment or a, a bombing. bombing. They yeah. were going to destroy the uh, Statue of Liberty. Not trying to kill anybody by doing so. Right. But as a symbolic act, like, there is no liberty. Oh, also forgot the, the moment before that where he found her on in, like, a red light district or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. And it was, that ended up being a setup by her and her democracy freedom fighters to kill judges. Right. And he didn't know. He was unaware. Right. And because he was there and saw them, one of the other freedom fighters shot him in the throat. Yeah. He survived through certain... It's a pretty cool scene. Like, you see the throat yeah, just ripped torn. out, yeah. basically. Uh, throughout the story, he survives with surgery, um, has modifications. And I guess they implanted a recording of his voice. Right. Which was interesting. Uh, and, and then the bombing <laughs> situation came, uh, where he, he outed them to the judges. Right. And there was a cool scene, because there's Statue of Liberty... And then behind Statue of Liberty is like an even more huge, ginormous yeah, judge it's, it's statue. It's like three or four times as tall. Yes. Um, but then you see after the betrayal, there's judges shooting these freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. And they're up in the crown of, of the Statue of Liberty. And it just looked really cool to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> really cool scenes. It's just... Uh, uh, it's so fucking depressing because like and just really dark because this Benny guy has basically been in love with america this whole time yeah since they were kids right and because he essentially betrayed her she dies at the end and his way of honoring her is to take over her body yep implants himself into her body yeah that's like that fucking that's weirdo. Oh, that's <laughs> That's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's fucking creepy, It man. is creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and, and then, like, you know, he continues his uh, lounge singing career in her body, assuming using her voice as well. But and, his name still. Yeah. So. It's just, oh, I don't know, man. That's That's gross. Yeah. Well, there's an underlying just darkness throughout the whole thing. Yeah. There was one panel I remember seeing and I, it may have been the America story and I believe there's two characters. I think it was Benny in America on the bridge when they were younger and there's a sign that says beware jumpers or notice jumpers. Oh yeah. Your family will be charged for any damage you cause by jumping. Right. Or your next of kin. I was like, really? <laughs> this, so if someone jumps and does something, you're going to charge someone else. Right? Just like, kick somebody the, while they're down? Yeah. It's like, oh, my son just committed suicide. Oh, I have to pay all this money and damages? Right. Fuck you. <laughs> or uh, into the ISO cubes you go. Yep. Fuck that. Juve cubes for the youngins. <laughs> yeah. I thought that sounded nifty. Juve cubes? Juve cube. <laughs> you think it's just smaller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same. It's just smaller. <laughs> Um, so what did you think of the art overall? I liked it. Yeah. Um, less so with the America story. It wasn't bad. I still liked the art for the America story. Right. It was just more painterly, maybe. Okay. Uh, the surrounding art 
I really enjoyed it. Just felt like quintessential like eighties, nineties comic book art. Yeah, I, I do have to point out one particular scene. It's like a really big panel of uh, Dread fighting another judge, <laughs> and it looked ridiculous <laughs> because nobody throws punches like that. Yeah, he was like <laughs> he was throwing a punch, but then leaning back at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's like, are you fucking, like, that's how I imagine a drunk person would punch. Yeah. It's like, but then you also see, like, a, a thwack. <laughs> and the guy, like, turning his head, like, all the way around. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Which got me thinking, like, maybe the dirty secret of, like, the judges is that None of them were actually trained in any sort of combat. <laughs> and so, they're all actually just incompetent people just giving guns and badges. That, like and cops. That probably exacerbate, exacerbates the whole situation and why they have to be shady and just lock everyone up. Yeah. Being little fuck faces. Yeah. Because they have no idea. They have what no doing. They know what they're doing. They're like, oh, <laughs> man. That's like the genesis of how this all started. And then over the years, it just turned into the more tyranny. Right, right. <laughs> they got to protect their dirty little secret. We don't know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what would well, I don't know. It would have been kind of funny if it was like open hand slaps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think um, this particular collection is a pretty good intro to the Judge Red World. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it just, I don't, I don't know, I guess they're called progs instead of issues or something. Oh, are they? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know, I could see how they could end up being very samey if it's similar to how this was set up. Mm-hmm. But, it's like, oh, oppressive mega city judge guy, someone tries to overthrow that. I could see them recycling that story loop over and over. Right. I don't know. I can't say. Yeah. I mean, there's it, decades of material, so... Right. And this was, this was really enjoyable. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally, after been... I've been meaning to, for I don't know how long, read Judge Dredd. I'm glad I finally read Judge Dredd. Yeah. It's a, it was a very enjoyable read. Uh, this time we went with uh, Green Carnation, Leaves of Yesteryear. Came out, I believe, last year. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. I fucking loved it. That first track especially, I absolutely 150% loved that yeah. that track in particular. It's so... It's so catchy. It is, and but it's not catchy in a pop tune sense. No, no. But it's like these melodies that just like work their way into your brain. Yep. Without like being too... St- you know, overly poppy or uh, saccharine. Right. It's it, wonderful. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, what, about five songs long. Um, they actually included a re-recording of um, a song from their very first album, uh, Journey Into the End of the Night. Okay. Yeah, that's the, uh, I believe the song's called My Dark Reflections of life and death it's track four four. yeah Yeah. a really long one yeah and it reminded me 
Well, so when I listened to that track, I actually didn't realize it was a re-recording of the first album because I never, like, I've listened to the first album twice, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was talking to Matt about it, and he, he mentioned to me that, yeah, it was, you know, just a re-recording of uh, the song off the first album. So I decided to go back to the, uh, listen to that first album, and it's it was a very interesting experience. I, I wouldn't say I really liked that first album. No. But within that first album, you could hear, like, it's almost like a demo for Light of Day, Day of Darkness to me. Ah. Like they were, like, okay. playing around with that, that those sounds that they were using. Uh, on that then album, figuring it out, yeah, kind of, yeah, okay, figuring out who they are. After uh, listening to that uh, first album, I went into a little rabbit hole of uh, re-listening to all their fucking albums. <laughs> and god damn it, I love this band so much. I'm not super familiar. Uh, I I did really enjoy how I got a sense of melancholy and and a level of sadness. Mm-hmm listening to this which is was great because i could see myself listening to this when i need that type of feeling or whatever right instead of usually get i get that from doom or death doom or funeral doom a version of doom which this is definitely not no it's but i still felt that melancholy is like oh this right. is really interesting and awesome that i'm getting that feeling from an entirely different genre of music mm-hmm. for me and the lyrics for that first song were fucking great. Yeah. But, I mean, on the note of, like, uh, the feeling of, you know, sadness, like, it fits the name of the album really well. Like, I mean, for me, it, it's, like, it invokes the feeling of nostalgia. Like. Really? Me, yeah, for me, at least. It's right. like, we're reminiscing on something that's gone. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, kind of what I got from it. So is your nostalgia related to sadness? Um, I mean, I suppose it could. For the, anyone, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. It just de- kind of depends on what I'm nostalgic for. Got, like, that steak you made a couple weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, like... yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Why did I eat that? <laughs> I should have saved it. <laughs> I, I did... Again, go, just that first track alone. I almost wish they would have put that first track in slot two or three. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't just be looping them. Anyway. <laughs> I, I appreciated that it had this amazing crescendo. It just keeps building and building and building at the end. It's, wow. Yeah. Like, there's a solo. Like, the whole song's happening. Things are cool. Lyrics are awesome. Then the guitar solo, which is good. And then after that is just this elevation of awesomeness, and then the track ends. Yep, the, these guys like really know how to write songs. Yeah, like really fucking well. And I mean, it's going back to what I was saying, like diving back into their uh, earlier stuff. Like you see that all over their discography. Like just like amazing songwriting. Like, yeah. Um. The Quiet Offspring, uh, which is, I think, their one, two, three, four, fourth album. A lot of it um, f- follows a very uh, simple uh, 
first course format, but it's done so ridiculously well. Yeah. Fucking love it. Well, that's kind of how the second track was, too. Yeah. And I, now I was hooked with it because of the, the, the chorus and the vocal melodies within the chorus. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were saying earlier, it's fucking catchy as hell. Yep. So, oh, okay. So I could see how what you just said as far as first chorus situation goes was looped into track two. Yeah, yeah. It's overall, it's it's a great album. Um, it's a little long, but it doesn't feel long. It did to me a little oh, bit. Yeah? I could have done without the Sabbath cover. Oh, and, and right. Really, I forgot about the Sabbath cover. It Really, I for the most part, I can do without Sabbath covers in general, yeah. unless you're brutality. Yeah. Um, and then track four that you're talking about is I kind of peter out. I listen to the album and I my brain kind of checks out a little bit. Yeah. Right around that time that goes in. Gotcha. So, man, the first three tracks catch me, and then the last two aren't bad. Mm-hmm. It just lose my interest a right. little bit. Now, on the topic of uh, the Sabbath cover, uh, Solitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever listen to the older version? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that one? Eh. Nah. Nah. Okay. I mean, like, for me, like, their, uh, Green Carnation's take on the Sabbath cover was kind of ruined by Over's version because they kind of have a, it's not exactly a similar style, but they were kind of going for a similar thing where it's really low-key. Right. And I just thought Over did it so much better yeah. on uh, Shadow of the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'll just listen to the Sabbath version. <laughs> uh, were you there at Prague Power when they played? No. Okay. That's still one of my favorite, like, top five, if not top three concert experiences. Nice. Where they played all of uh, Light of Day. Nice. It's so fucking awesome. I remember you, after this was brought up what we're doing, I remember you being excited about their appearance at Prague Power. Yeah. I had no frame of reference. Had I known, I probably would have gone and seen it, but yeah. I didn't know. Hey, it was like for people who aren't aware, um, Light of Dave, Dave Darkness is their uh, second album where it's, it's, it's one song that's an hour long. And they pulled it off live at Prog Power. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking loved it. <clears throat> and uh, I think if you ever get a chance to see Reincarnation live, even though they might not be playing all of Light of Day, you should go see them. Yes. Beg them to play the first track off this album. Leaves of yesteryear. Yeah. Do it. Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael.